Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. My co-host tonight is Cos Scaife, as always, and these shows, I want to remind everyone, are brought to you in coordination with the Marcel Reed and the original Whistleblower Summit, and we'll be there again this year, and it looks like it's going to be held in Atlanta. Yay! But anyway, <laughs> that aside... We've got a bang-up show for you tonight. Our guests are our competition. Uh, <laughs> Lou Ann Fleming and Robin Austin from Faces, Hidden Truth Revealed, very popular network on Blog Talk, and addresses the issue of guardianship. So we're going to be talking about that, too. We've got a lot to cover tonight, and we're going to be talking fast, so listen close. One of the things we're going to be talking about is this new bill in Colorado, HB 22-1271. I have a link to it in the promo, where it makes sure that they have to notify families within 24 hours of the death of their loved one. And Robin and Luann will be talking extensively about that. Um, Before we get to that, we've got the hog report. And any news that is news... Lord, don't let it land on me. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm telling you, it has just been one of those weeks from hell. I spent most of the day yesterday, up until yesterday evening in Atlanta, meeting over this guardianship thing. And uh, I'm telling you, it's like talking to a brick wall. Uh, No matter what we brought up, they, they had a counter for it. Well, you know, we're doing the best we can. No, you're not. You're doing the least amount possible. That's what you're doing. Well, you know, you have to look at the other side of it. We don't like to talk about it, but, um, you know, um, uh, we can't keep supporting all these elderly people that are chronically ill. I got a better idea. Why don't we start getting rid of politicians and save us all a ton of money? And Mm -hmm. on that note, when these people pass bills that are going to cost $20 billion, $30 billion, a trillion dollars, you are on the hook for paying that money back. It's easy for them to pass this stuff because they're not going to pay anything. Believe me, they've they've got all the loopholes worked in. They're operating tax-free. They hypothecate, which means put up for collateral, your land, your assets, your labor against all the money they borrow. It is you who's on the hook for everything. And by the way, Just as a little aside, for those of you who think you own your home, no, hell, you don't. Look at your property title. 
It's not a title. It's a deed. And it says you are a tenant, a renter, on the land. And that the IRS has first rights to your property in perpetuity. Now, what is it you think you own? But try not paying the property taxes and see how quick they come and snatch it up. But anyway, just a little aside there. Um, Kaz, were you going to do a hog um, report this evening? I have one ready, Marty. Get that oinker well, going. Get, <laughs> all right, hang on. <laughs> it's the hog report. Go ahead, Kaz. All right, so this is an interesting hog report. This is the Boomerang Karma hog report. So anyway, <laughs> once upon a time, there was a man named John Newman. So we're going to learn history right now. And he may have been the smartest man to ever be born on the planet. They say he has had more inventions than Leonardo da Vinci. Albert Einstein made a list of people who he thought were smarter than him. And this John Newman's name was on that list. Now, John Newman was alive during, you know, the Albert Einstein era. So anyway, what happened was there was a bomb that was invented, and it was dropped by the Enola Gay. And unbeknownst to everyone, it was John Newman who did the science behind this bomb. But a glory hog named Oppenheimer ended up taking the credit for inventing the nuclear bomb, and he ends up because he's glory hog and there's a, a quote that John Newman, you know, had, had uh, put out there that, you know, sometimes other people want to say they did stuff. And he has a really cool wiki page because it would take me an hour to read off all the inventions that he has come. But anyway, so Oppenheimer ends up being demonized for inventing the nuclear bomb. And it is all because he was a glory hog. He took the credit of someone else's work and it was a glory hog backfire in an epic way. So he goes down in history pretty demonized, the glory hog who took credit for someone else's work. And so that is the glory hog story, that sometimes when the glory hog takes credit for others' work, it backfires. And in this way, it backfired in an epic proportion. The history books will have this guy demonized for you know, the end of time. And what do you think of that one? Because glory hogs are out there taking people credit for people's work even today. But to think that some something so massive as the science behind the nuclear bomb that another scientist glory hog would take credit for that is is it's mind blowing. And in the end, I'm I'm almost wondering if this John Van Newman was so intelligent that he thought I'm going to let the glory hog take the fall and take the, and take the credit for this one. And maybe he manipulated that glory hog to take the credit. But anyway, he's a very interesting man. He was just like to lay low and was extremely intelligent. And the glory hog took the credit for his work. What do you think, Marty? How many oinks do we get? <laughs> It's like a glory hog history lesson today. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. (laughs) Now everyone needs to be Googling these names. And as a public service, we are sending out a warning to potential glory hogs 
that they would heed their ways. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where is that Marty at? Goodness, she she muted herself and didn't have enough sense to hit the button. (laughs) She wasn't laughing. She was laughing so hard at my glory hog. Yeah. To mute herself. Sometimes that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Recently, one infamous glory hog expanded their resume yet again, claiming credentials they didn't have. I don't know how many times that's happened, but they get out. For some reason, I think they think that no one can research or find this, that there's virtually nothing you can hide. Nothing. And, um, yeah. Unless you're the government, of course. And um, But anyway, you know, this stuff. And by the way, cuz, I'm getting messages now. Yay for the Glory Hog Report. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I love it. So, yeah. It's, awesome. it's, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, like- tonight. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said I really enjoyed that. Thank you for that, cuz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're you're welcome. I have a lot of fun coming up with them. That was actually last week's hog report, and so we uh, Elaine and I ended up talking so much about the corruption in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, that yes. we didn't get to the hog report. Plus, Marty, we got hacked, and Marty was off the show, and so yeah. we couldn't yeah, have a hog bad. report without Marty on. Yeah. <laughs> We, we've been battling with Blog Talk all week, and it seems that they've cleared things up so far. Um, but, yeah, somebody tried to hack us. Of course, I have a glory hog who consistently contacts them and says, I have insulted him and lined him and his wife and tries to get the show taken down. We don't talk about them, so I don't know how that happened. But, anyway, um, ooh, too much going on, too much going on. As you know, our guests tonight are Luann Fleming and Robin Austin from FACES, U.S. Hidden Truth Re- FACES.org. Oh, God, I'm just messing up so bad. Hidden Truth Revealed <laughs> Blog Talk Radio Show. And they're on during the week, and they, of course, are dead on this guardianship issue and very active in fighting it. And um, you'll have to forgive me for not being so active, Luann and Robin, but I'm getting old, and stuff is breaking down. I got stuff hurting I didn't even know I had. And um, it just it just comes with age. <laughs> I just my hair is turning shock white. I just this ain't right. <laughs> I'm losing my hey, mine's starting to fall uh, a little bit from when I was sick, so I know how you feel. Luann, mine is too. Mine is too. <laughs> and it's it, it, it's scary when you get in the shower and it plugs up the drain. It's like wait a minute now. I want to gather it all up and glue it back on, but I don't know for sure where it came from. <laughs> But um, anyway, we're going to be talking tonight at length about guardianship and what's going on in it. Luann, Robin, welcome to the show, and thanks for coming on with us this evening. Thank you. Anytime, Marty. Thank you, Marty. It is a pleasure and cause. We are delighted to be here and looking forward to it. Yes. So I'm going to let you two lead off. You've been doing so much and have so much to report and I know you had some things you wanted to focus on, so why don't you take off with that, and we'll just follow your lead. All righty. Um, well, it's been uh, it's been quite a week, and even today was was kind of busy for us. Um, this morning, we were in a uh, hearing for. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll let Luann outline the details for you, and I'll uh, supplement her on the. Um, 
Because what happened? Let's, let's talk about the bill first, HB 22-1271. And that's the big bill we have out here in Colorado going on. And you'll see why we want this bill in place uh, out here. And it's not a big bill. It's uh, it, tell me about the bill, how it is yeah, basically, to this is, it's not, that's, it doesn't seem to us that we're asking a whole lot. The, the legislature, we, we talked with members of the legislature and said we'd like to run a bill that helps address at least some of the inequities and problems that you have in the courts in Colorado. And, of course, these are nationwide and worldwide problems, but in Colorado, if we, had, you know, do something, that's better than doing nothing anywhere. So in any case, we went to the legislature. We said, what kind of a bill can we run? We, we went back and forth and talked and talked. And, uh, and finally, we found a, a, a legislator. Who, who was the one that we found? Uh, that Representative was, Kim Ransom. Yeah, Kim Ransom said, actually, I actually, would like to run a bill with you. Right. Channel 7 News, um, Jennifer Kovaleski and uh, Joe Vaccarelli did a couple um articles out here. In fact, there were series that they've done four so far on the guardianship abuse going on in Colorado. They actually got a hold of Representative Kim Ransom because she ran a bill with uh, with Representative or Senate, Senator Laura, uh, Laura, Laura Wood. Mm-hmm. So they got a hold of her and she decided to, to, to do us a bill. Well, So we went back and forth and we talked about what we wanted for that bill and she talked with the uh, other parties that, that would would be – she was looking for co-sponsors. She was looking for senators that would support what she was doing. She was looking for, um, you know, wh- where the uh, support lies. And one of the things that they decided was that on a bill that seemed to her might actually fly and might have a chance of getting passed, because as anyone who's tried to ever pass legislation that in any way restricts the powers of these courts – they really pretty much get shut down. So she wanted something that actually would fly and would actually go. So she said, why don't we address the fact that a lot of times people are not even informed when their loved ones die in guardianship. Oftentimes they go weeks, months, maybe never know what happened to their loved one. Oftentimes the loved one will be moved out of their home into a, a a rest home, a, a facility of some kind, or from a facility to the hospital, or from their home to the hospital. Or all of the above. Or any or all of the above. And under none of these circumstances are the guardians notifying the family on any kind of regular or, uh, uh, you know, there's no, apparently, it appears, there's nothing in the law that compels the guardian to tell the family Hey, I got your mom, took her out of her home, and now she's in a facility, and this is this is where she is. Or, hey, I got your mom out of this facility, she went to the hospital, she had this health problem that put her there. So families would not know. They would just not know what happened to mom. I don't know. Do you know where she is? No, I don't. Have you heard anything? No, I haven't heard anything. How long has it been? Been three and a half years. Don't know what happened. She's just gone. And I called her. I found out that that the uh, that there was a court proceeding, but I can't find out anything about it because they say, oh, privilege information, oh, HEPA laws, we can't tell you nothing, sorry, you're out of luck. And mm-hmm. so, so, so we felt this would be a good place to start. And what this bill was designed to do is to say, 
when your mother is moved or your father is moved or whoever it is that is under the court supervision of a guardian is taken from one place to another, such as we've outlined, you must be notified. And at first, they they wanted to go with 24 hours. Well, the bar association said, oh, there's no way we can support anything like that. So they said, well, let's run the bill with seven days. So they so they so they brought the bill forward with uh, seven days, and and the bar association said that's too much. We want thirty days. And one of the senators uh, stood up and said, you know, that if it were my mother, thirty days that's inhumane. That is wrong on a human level. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, Richard Holtorf was the senator. That stood up representative, and representative yeah. Richard Holtorf was, was, and he and he made it very clear that he was not okay with this. That this was not something that he felt he could endorse as long as we're putting that kind of a delay between oh your mom went to the uh, hospital or oh your mom has died and 30 days later they notify you. Yeah. And this is you know to to him and to. There was, there must have been, oh gosh, maybe um, twenty people, uh, such as ourselves, uh, victims of probate crimes, victims of guardianship crimes, Excellent. and representatives of organizations that deal with those things, uh, that came forward to speak, and all, every, all there was, you know, numerous people that were reporting the most heinous and horrendous crimes that had been perpetrated against themselves, their families, their clients, and the whole thing was also being covered by Channel 7 News. And so yes. the, the, uh, with the eye of the camera of the news on them, the senators decided the, the cost was a little too high to just <laughs> disregard all those people who were saying there are crimes going unpunished, that these people are getting away with day after day after day. They're robbing these people. They're stealing our mothers. They're stealing our fathers. They're stealing our husbands, our wives. They're stealing our children Property. from us. Mm-hmm. There's, then they'll then once they have that person, they basically hold them hostage while they take all of their property and they take all of their resources and they take all of their bank accounts and all of our inheritance becomes given to these court predators that are assigned by the court that are, that are here before you today. They're coming in to say, oh, we want 30 days before we done. Well, of course you want all the time you can get. You don't want anybody dipping into your big cash cow that you've got. I understand why the Bar Association sent in representatives to say, oh, this bill, we don't like it because, of course, you don't like it. Because, but the real reason is that it's going to dip into the the big money cash flow that's just coming right. in every day. Exactly. Because money comes mm-hmm. real cheap if you can get it without doing anything for it. If you can get it pretending like you're providing a service, when actually all you're doing is kidnapping, holding hostage, and stealing from somebody. And I use those terms because if you or I did the exact thing that these guardians are accused of doing, that these guardians slash conservators, that these court-appointed predators are doing, we would be held accountable for kidnapping, for theft, for uh, for murder, yep. for you know these are the yep. they're, they're crimes. 
But all of a yes. sudden, if a man in a black dress says, I hold this wooden hammer and I slam it down and say, so be it, now it's not a crime, I'm sorry, but I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. That It's still a crime no matter who authorizes the criminal activity, and we've got to stand up and say so, or it just goes on and on and on. Right. So, so what happened in when we were in there with 20, 25 families, Channel 7 News, uh, Representative uh, Richard Holtorf came in and said, this is inhumane. This is not happening. We are going to put in some amendments. Uh, to, for the bill, even make it stronger. So they all agreed 13 to 0 to go ahead and amend the bill. From what I heard, what's going on now is that I think uh, 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 the Colorado Bar is going to say, we don't want that bill in there whatsoever. You know, we're not going to go along yeah. with it. And, and the Democrats, and they're saying that, you know, they have a lot of the Democrats on their side. You know, but we also have Channel 7 News and the whole public opinion out there on our side, so we'll see what happens. But now we're waiting for it to be amended, and uh, we've got uh, Coalition Cross Disability coming in there, uh, you know, working with the bill. We've got uh, the elder senior citizens working with the bill. So we're going to see what happens, and Channel 7 News is watching this very carefully, and that's why we are also working um, about this uh, lady that was sentenced today. And that's why we want to talk about that first. And I'll let Robin, yeah. Robin talk about that. It was the, her name. Andrea Bobet, mm-hmm. Um she was a professional guardian for almost a decade in Colorado and in the Colorado Springs area. And they, there were hundreds of complaints against her um, and her employer. But she was originally charged with 10 Class 3 felony counts. Um, today, I believe there were three class three felony counts that I, apparently she got convicted of, and uh, and those uh, and there was there was some bargaining, you know, plea bargaining and that kind of thing that went on uh, before today. Today was the sentencing hearing, and we attended via Zoom, um, and uh, and actually it appeared to me that the judge was trying to give a fair hearing to all of the parties and that he was struggling with how to administer um, justice in this situation because this guardian had robbed a lot of people and she'd gotten caught and she had expressed remorse and begun to pay back uh, a portion of the thousands and thousands that she stole. Apparently there were more than a hundred victims that, you know, that, that claimed that this person had abused them, had robbed them, had stolen from them, had used funds in their family's monies that she shouldn't have in ways that she ought not. So, so this, um, there was a lot of people that came in and talked about what this criminal had done to their families. There was a lot of people that came in and said, gee, but the way I know her, she's actually a very compassionate, kind person who uh, who kind of looks after the people around her and cares a lot for the people that, that know her and love her. And so this was, uh, and the judge listened to all of this and saw all of this and, uh, and 
and finally said, look, I, this is not easy because what I am hearing and seeing, and, and when I spoke up, I said, look, Judge, we have seen hundreds of cases. We, I am with Face Us Radio and with our organization, Face Us, we talk to um, people every day who have been taken advantage of and abused by people such as this guardian, and they generally go completely unpunished. Mm-hmm. All right. And this, there are hundreds of cases that I have spoken to people who are victims in Colorado, hundreds of them, and there are thousands of cases I have spoken to people who are victims nationwide. And these, I hope that this court will hold accountable and institute some justice on this crime, these crimes, because this is something that has gone unpunished in many courtrooms throughout America, and I hope that this is not one of them. So I'm asking for the maximum that you are able to impose through the law. Thank you. And uh, and the judge heard what I had to say, and and then and then the um, the opposing counsel said. Uh, Your Honor, uh, we prefer that only the people that are actually parties to this lawsuit be permitted to speak. (laughs) 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 Well, darn. Mm, We don't want anyone with knowledge speaking. Yes, but Robin's speech was really good why it was on there, everybody. I'm glad I got in under that wire. And and the judge thanked him for letting him know this was a nationwide crisis. Right, he did. Mm -hmm. And, And I think... He really strove. He seemed to be, you know, he, he knew that we're there to watch what happens and that we're paying right. attention. And so he explained very carefully, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of between, I don't know if these are exact words, but I feel like I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place. He did. Because yeah. this, in this case, this person for these crimes deserves to go to prison for quite some time. And I have been asked to give them six years, which is the maximum that you're asking me to give this person. Six years? Um, however, if I do that, then I don't see a way that there's going to be any restitution. And uh-uh. this is a person who has expressed remorse and is made an effort to make restitution to the degree they are able. There's a lot more restitution that needs to be made. Exactly. That number still is to be determined. Um, but if, but those efforts are ongoing. What I want to do, what I want to see is that you bring back to this court numbers that will give me an idea what the total restitution is. I can't just let this individual walk for all of these crimes um, so I'm going to impose, basically what it came down to was, I'm going to impose a 90-day sentence in, in you know, I'm not sure what kind of correctional facility, but a correctional facility for 90 days, and then 10 years of probation that will be supervised by the Financial Crimes Unit of the police to see to it that this individual, A, cannot steal from anyone while they're being watched by the Financial Crimes Unit and on probation for these 10 years, and B, is actually making uh, restitution to those that she is required to by this court. 
And so that's that's what I've decided. Were you actually in? Okay, go ahead, (laughs) Kaz. Well, I mean, so this judge that's doing all this, is this judge part of, like, the racket? And they're just like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to pull this off and keep my nose clean? And Or is this a guardian that is getting thrown under the bus to cover for all these other attorneys and everything? Because they never mm-hmm. act alone. There's no way. No, of course yeah. not. And that's what – that is the uh, – that, that's the uh, – Good question. What we saw today was what I consider the tip of the iceberg. Um because what we saw was a judge who was in the public eye. I mean, I had mm-hmm. on my on my picture in the Zoom hearing Robin Austin Faceless Radio. Luann had Luann Fleming Faceless Radio. So he knew that we were media representatives and representatives of Faceless, and there's a very good chance if he's in the courts in Colorado, he knows who Faceless is. Right. So, oh, you guys are awesome! Wow. So yeah. we, because we've been, we've talked to the Supreme Court. We've talked. We've to talked. The, to we've talked to everybody. <laughs> and, well, and they, yeah. they all you know who we are, and uh, so so he knew that he was under scrutiny. Yes. And right. he knew that we weren't the only ones. There were other. Um, a lot of news agencies there. Yeah, a lot of news agencies there, nice. and he was probably very much aware that that was the case. Uh-huh. So he knew that anything that he did was not just for the eyes of the family that they were robbing, but was for the eyes of the public who will be watched, mm-hmm. who will be watching, and will will, you know, will respond to what goes on in this courtroom. So I think this is so exciting. Whether or not yeah. this judge at another time, in another place, in another situation, might be persuaded by a bunch of attorneys to, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I'm not he sure. did mm-hmm. not feel, he did not appear that way to me today because it seemed that he was making every effort he was. to make a judicious and, and, and wise and careful decision that actually did what he felt he could do to serve justice as well as he thought he could under the circumstances. Right, so and he also I really wow. didn't have against yeah. this judge today mm-hmm. because he seemed to be doing the best that he knew how to actually create a just outcome. Because, you know, and I asked Luann on the way home, well, if, if the people that robbed your family, if you had the option of putting them in prison for 10 years, but you don't get restitution, or they go to prison for 90 days, and then they're under supervision by the Financial Crimes Unit for 10 years, and they've got to be paying you back over that period of time for the, for the money that was stolen from your family. Which do you choose? Let me answer that. Let me answer that. Yeah. I yeah. have to really think about that because... I really would want to see the person that stole all of our property and forced our antique car collection off and, and got rid of four homes that were completely paid for about $3.5 million in today's prices. But I'm telling you right now, I really would want her to do a lot of jail time and pay back my family. So, yeah. you know, the yeah. 90 days, I don't know if that was set good with me, but I can also understand that a lot of these families and mine we're all on food stamps. We all have a really hard time making money. 
So if I had someone going to jail and they were to pay us back, at least we would survive a little bit more than what we were. So, okay. And I doubt they could ever pay us back how much property is worth today. But right. at least no. they, um, there was a lot of news media there. You know, Tony Kovaleski was there on, on Zoom, and, and Channel 7 News was on Zoom. And the Colorado Indy, Pam Zubek, who did the articles, The Perfect Crime, how courts and guardians exploit the elderly and their estates and get away with it. And she also did the big fleece, court-appointed conservator accused of stealing from incapacitated persons she was supposed to protect. She was also in the courtroom, and she is coming out with another big, huge article coming out here in the next couple oh, of weeks excellent. as well. So yeah. we've got a lot yeah, of news yeah. coverage going on. Yes. Can I ask, were you, in, were you in another tribunal or were you in an actual court of law? Well, uh, maybe I'm hoping it was a good court of law because you know I, I've seen we've seen so many court cases go on lately. But I do believe the judge really wanted these people to get back some of their money because some of these people were really handicapped and their bank accounts yeah. were completely depleted, and he wanted that money put back in these accounts. Yeah. So, well, well, that did the Guardian murder anybody? Huh? Did the Guardian commit murder? Because, I mean, when when you're, like, over-medicating and people die, I mean, that's murder. So was yeah. the Guardian doing that? I mean, we gotta, they got to get some murder charges, too. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure how many people – I know that she mistreated them and stole other money, and I'm not sure how bad the extent was. You know, I'm going to tra- actually try to get some of the people that were in the Zoom call on our radio show to talk about it. Oh, you know, that'd be awesome. That's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm I'm working on that as as I speak, you know, trying to figure out who exactly was on there, and because I'm going to find out what happened to these families, and it was cruel what she did to these people, yeah. and she took money from them people to give to her family that was yes, kind of sick, yes. so it's like, and a nice busy vacation, nice busy vacations uh, and all that. Yeah, it was revealed in court today, but okay, but, at uh, least got the attention of um, okay. you know, of people. You know? Yeah. Okay. We've got a caller on here. Hang on. We're going to take mm-hmm. this call quick. And this is there. We go. Area code two seven zero. You're live and on the air. Um. Yes. I I was on the Zoom meeting and watched the trial today, and it was very emotional to hear the things that were said. And you do, it makes you wonder how many more stories are out there. Um. I yeah. do. I do think that the Bar Association, the reason why they oppose everything that we do is because they think they have an ironclad grip on this whole, I don't know, the whole probate thing. But I guess when you have, I guess what people forget is when you have a a really tight grip on things, stuff starts to slip through your fingers, and that's what's happening to them. Yeah. And we're going to make sure that... Job. Good. Good. Uh, today, when I or yesterday, when I was there in Atlanta, one of the things that it was said to me was, "In the these are courts of law," and I said, "They are not courts of law. These are not Article Three constitutional courts. They are tribunals, and they were set up by the Bar Association specifically to allow them to prey on vulnerable people." and not pay any penalty for it. I said they wrote all the statutes, they write all the laws, they do everything, and that person sitting up there in that tribunal is not a judge. 
A judge deals with law. These are hearing examiners or ministerial clerks, and um, they can't even, like, they'll threaten people and say, you know, you say this or that one more time, and I'm going to have you put in jail all or have you arrested, which they can't do. So they send that order over to a state-level judge if for a criminal or civil court. They sign the order and send it back. These people actually have no power uh, in that sense. But it also what I pointed out was they actually are breaking the law by being referred to as judge. Uh, because mm-hmm. they are not, in the legal sense, a judge. Uh, I always bring up when uh, I was fighting over my granddaughters, and um, they were trying to take their DNA, which I refused to let them do, and that person sitting up there, his last name was Parks, I called him by his first name because he called me by my first name. And um, <laughs> he said, that'll be Judge Parks to you. I said, well, if we're going to be using fictional titles, you can call me Your Majesty. And um, he got a little upset, <laughs> but um, oh, good! <laughs> he wasn't. But see, they don't have an oath of office, and they ask him, "Do you have an oath of office on file?" And no, they don't because they're not a judge. And from what I understand, if a they, judge has jurisdiction, go ahead. Right? Mm-hmm. From what I understand, a judge has jurisdiction, and that's important in the Constitution. Or I'm yes. learning all of these. I'm trying. So yes. because they're not a judge, they don't have jurisdiction to do what they're doing. So therefore, exactly. it's almost like the things that they've done could could really backfire on them and everybody who's facilitated that. And yes. it should. Yes. It absolutely yes. should. Okay, we've got to hold on here because we got another caller. This is, oh, goodness, we're busy. Uh, area code 210. You're live and on the air. Hi, Marty. Hi, Luann. Robin, this is Laura. I was on the call this morning. I was very impressed with Robin. I want to give you some feedback. I was uh, very uh, concerned with some uh, Miss Anderson while we were on the WebEx meeting with a judge uh, this morning. There was too much background noise. So whenever we're having the radio blog shows, the host really needs to ensure that everyone needs to be silent, period. No, no questions asked. Number two, right. I agree with Robin and Luann that this judge um, was really trying to balance everything uh, presented to him. I really think that at the beginning when he had, I, I feel that he had made up his mind to send her away to prison for the six years, but he came back and gave her the 33 months. When she, after she came on and started crying and bawling and she was remorse and this and that, I'm so sorry, I don't know why I was kept stealing once I got away with it. I kept doing more and more. And then her husband came on and her husband was a recovering alcoholic and drug addict who had taken a lot of that money to use for his own personal gain. And her kid was sick, so she used that money and that's how it all trickled. Um, It was just a lot of, I think, that the... Uh, judge was, you know, a very sensitive, um, very compassionate, if you will. And I appreciate that judge for for being that. And I do agree that he probably, in my mind, logically, I have, uh, legally, I think he's going to hold her to paying back. Her employer came on and spoke on her behalf and said that she will continue to hire her I was very disturbed by the fact that the employer said that she was 
micromanaging this individual's behavior. Well, if you were micromanaging your employee, then why did she get away with doing all of this? This is corruption. This is a criminal act. And you're the manager and you're micromanaging her, then you should be put in jail. And uh, the the last thing I want to tell all of you is that our case here in San Antonio is going on uh, going to be on the YouTube channel type of thing with a court. It is going to be Tuesday, June the 28th at 9 o'clock a.m. here in San Antonio, Texas. It's the Netflix lawyers, myself, Ross, my attorney, my children, my adult children, and we're all going against Tanya Barina, who wants $1 million for uh, defaming her supposedly on this Netflix deal. And the Honorable uh, Kathleen Stryker will be the presiding judge. She's a Republican, very well-known here in San Antonio. We're hoping that with a fourth court of appeals judges and Judge Stryker, they allow the Netflix uh, to be shown again so that people can see how abusive conservatorships like Britney Spears and Charlie Thrash and Luann Flemings and Shelly Thompson's in New Braunfels and in every state. So thank you guys. I, I really felt honored to be. I learned a lot, not just from the judge. I took very good notes on everything that he said. Um, and I also feel that Robin did a great job. I wish that Luann and Rick Black, who were on board with Paul, you know, oh, Hillary would have been able to uh, speak, but he, the, the, like uh, Robin explained, the man stopped everyone from doing that, and he only wanted the people that were, you know, uh, involved in the case. Um, um, I, I, spend, I still tend to point the finger at the state bar, and I still don't trust the system. And I, I know that through the smirks of our first judge with the opposing attorney, I saw the evil smirks they gave each other when they, the ju- first judge said, Charlie Thrash doesn't need a guardianship. Laura's doing a great job of taking care of him, but I'm going to still throw him in. And that opposing attorney said, well, we want the, both the uh, guardian of the person and guardian of the estate. And the first judge said, oh, no, Charlie will die if I do that. But it was all done with a smirk. So I'll never trust these guys ever again. I think that they're evil monsters, and this is a system that needs to be abolished. And even though the court investigator said, well, Ms. Martinez is involved with all these advocates, she doesn't understand that guardianships are necessary. Well, no, they need to be abolished because you guys are just pocketing the money that doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the Charlie Thrashes of the world who made the money, Elaine Damien. So I just um, feel that I'm going to become a stronger advocate by learning and becoming more and more involved. So thank you. Good night, well, one guys. Of the things, thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. One of Thanks the things for coming on. that people um, don't realize about all this is, is guardianship has never, never, never had a noble purpose. It has always been a system of, well, it was originally called baratry. It was performed usually by lawyers, um, and they would go against people with no other uh, thing in mind other than stealing their assets. They'd even have people declared dead, and we've had cases where they have, in fact, tried to do that. Uh, Joanna Bogalis from Greece, who's formerly from Minnesota, fled to Greece with her mom to get away from these people, and the... um, fiduciaries, I have another name for that, but I can't use it on air, um, 
it, at one point wrote her off as whereabouts unknown, so they declared her deceased. They knew exactly where she was at. And but it, they they do this stuff and they get away with it. They get away with it. And what I don't understand is, like I say, it has never been a noble purpose. This system has gone on since back in the Sumerian days. There's been a system like this that this is all built upon. But it has always, always been about how to access somebody else's assets and worth and no matter what you did to them. And many of the people uh, were sold into slavery after they were once guardianized. But it, I agree, the whole system needs to be scrapped, and that that's just all there is to it. It is, it is a nefarious in its nature. It, it harms so many people, hurts so many people. And how you do what I call trauma-based bonding and torment these people and know that you are psychologically damaging them, usually irreparably, how you do that, go home, go to bed, face your family, get up the next day and go back and do it again. What kind of animal are you? We've got another caller here. We're going to take this one quick and then move on because I know Robin and Luann have things they want to talk about. Area code 270. You're live and on the air. It, it is me again, and I I just wanted to apologize if I – did I uh, – during the hearing, was I not on mute? No. It, or was that I, another when Anderson? Zoom call, when you're on a Zoom call, there's, there's a little camera, and then there's a microphone, and they both should have red flashes through them that's muted. And if, if either did one I, of them are I off, either the that? video will come on or the voices will come on. So you have to be very careful with that. Oh, I hope I didn't, because I was in a swan. <laughs> yeah, so I apologize if I did not have that. That was noisy. I, I thought I was paying attention. But I, I just wanted to apologize about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. thank you for hey, calling. We, we, all right. We've all, we've also, all learned what the, the do's and don'ts, you know, that you do. And uh, we've been through this now for 10 years with my family, and and Robin and I have been doing this. Uh, we started out with Robin and Lulu's show about five and a half years ago. And yeah. then uh, we ended up with Faceless Radio. So we've been doing this a lot. And we've heard so many stories, Marty, that sometimes when I'm writing up a show – I have nightmares about those stories. I don't even yeah. get any sleep for some of these. How in the heck yeah. do these people that are committing all these crimes sleep at night? I don't know how they do it. That's you know. I've talked. <laughs> yes, I've yeah. talked about this at length um, with people who know far more about psychology than I do. But one of the things I have tracked, and this is going to sound offbeat initially, but I want you to think about it, is science, the scientific community has for several years now uh, speculated that there are two and possibly three distinct species of human being on the earth. And when I thought about guardianship in that context, the, the predator guardians, the nurses and doctors in hospice that intentionally euthanize people, just decide their life isn't worth living and take them out. Uh, this goes on in hospitals. But when I thought about it from the aspect there's too many, you're right, sociopaths. They have no sympathy, no empathy, no integrity, no character. They they don't know emotion like you and I would know emotion. They don't suffer any repercussions. That's why they're able to go and do this every day and go home like nothing happened and go back and do it again. But I believe it's like there's too many of them. This is what I keep telling people. There's too many of them. And I think that they are a distinct species that comes into the world that is devoid of 
the feelings and emotions that normal people have. I truly think that. But I'll do more on that when I find out more on that. We have one more caller. Hold on here. Wow. Area code yeah, 239. You're live and on the air. Hi, Marty. Uh, hi, Luann. Hi, hi, Robin. This is Hilary Hogue. Thank you for taking my call. And I'll just mm-hmm. make a very quick comment about today's sentencing hearing for Ms. Beauvais and just the type of people that you were uh, describing, Marty. You know, Miss Beauvais, she comes up and she starts crying that she feels terrible and she'll do whatever it takes. But as soon as she found out, and, and Robin and Luann can confirm what I'm saying, she was a different person. Then she had, you know, a doctor's appointment coming up that she had to go to. And, you know, we've never seen any guardian that's been caught ever have to uh, pay back any money. You know, so for the judge to say, well, I'm keeping her out of jail because I want her to be able to pay the victims back. She's working now with another really highly esteemed um, profession, a process server. Uh, she oh, wow. be able to pay the victims. So needless to say, it was a big disappointment, and it always seems like in the beginning you're like, wow, this judge sounds like he's really good. And then more times than not, the judges always disappoint you. Well, the thing is, the way that this judge judge set it up, um, Robin, I believe you said she has to report to the financial crimes unit. This could be done from prison. All of this could be handled from prison. Right. So why the special accommodation? And I think you're right, Robin. He was stuck. Um, There was too much for him to let her go. And... uh, he just couldn't find any other way around it. That's listening to this is what I think. Uh, but folks, right. I want to move on right. here. And we also, got... Marty, yeah. Also, Marty, quickly. You know how many of us have had medical bills, Mo- and, and so many people have had medical bills that go into collections. So for this for-profit professional guardian to basically say, "Oh, I'm a really good person, but my son had a lot of medical issues, and that's why I had to steal." No, uh, that's that's a pop out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Thanks, I agree. Thanks, Hillary, for coming on. Yeah, Thank that's you. one of our right. that's one of our other co-hosts, by the way, everybody. If all the listeners are out there, she is on with us on Wednesday nights. Uh, Hillary Hogue, everybody. So she's right. on, she's with oh, us. Thanks, so. Right. Well, thanks for calling. Okay, Thank Robin. Thank you. Um, God, oh, I'm confused. Somebody help me. Uh, I must need a guardian. <laughs> Luann, Robin. <No>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, try and catch me. And um, But, I, you know, I think that's something that actually has become a terror in the elder community is this has been outed so much, our shows and thanks to your shows and everybody's activities and so on, and trying to get this out there. And we're starting to get news coverage. And by the way, I happen to be quite famous in Australia. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. but, Rightfully so. Go, Marty. You go, Marty. Yes. Yeah. So, but it. But the thing is, they can't hide it anymore. So now we're in a in a system of cover up. And I I just keep going back to this attorney that today saying, um, well, it's it's not very well written. 
and basically what she was saying was it wasn't written with all this legalese in it so that we can twist it and reinterpret it and do what we want to do and get away with it. That's what she was telling that court or that those yeah, representatives. Yeah. You don't have yeah, I tend necessary. To think and listen to this, Marty. Listen to this. So the Bar Association, a couple ladies that were sent down for that bill, one of the ladies, her name is Emily, I can't remember what her last name is, but she says she's with the bar, represent the bar. She was one of the biggest, I'm going to just call it criminal activities for profit guardianship people out here. She worked, yeah. she is on their staff. I mean, oh, I, I was just, oh my God, you, you've got to be kidding. And then the the attorney that was representing uh, Andrea, we've also had complaints against him. So, you know, this is like one attorney with another attorney. That's all it is. It's, they're just, yeah. they're just, they got yeah. their back, but, you know. They're, well, they, and they have listen, our back but pockets, listen. but I'm just saying, you know. But how about the part when um, it was said by the attorney that Miss Beauvais, the for-profit professional guardian who was caught, she went on her own volition to whoever it was, the police, and she told them, who the other guardians and attorneys are that are doing bad things like her. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah I bet I know all their names, too. Oh, <laughs> so she ratted out some of the other criminals. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's that quote, there, there is no honor among thieves. Right. No, True enough. Right. correct. Oh, well, you guys notice that they always nail women. If they get anybody, and I, and, and I find this, Luann... Tell me your thoughts on this. I find it strange that so many of these predators are women. I just yeah. think that um, yeah. considering we're the nurturers, the, you know, the mothering and all of that, uh, and I find it odd that somebody yeah. doing something making a lot of noise. And um, let me tie this up. See if that doesn't. Well, yeah. there you yeah, go. Yeah. And, um, but it just, uh, I, I just find it up and, and you've got people like Jared Schaefer out there in Nevada who just is out and out blatant about what he does and how he does it and gets away with it. And he's never held accountable. We've had others too, but have you noticed that, you know, like all of these high profile predators are usually women. And I just yeah. find that odd. Where are the men? Yeah, the men. yeah I, you know, I, I see a lot of that as well, but I was a, a co-guardian with my sister, Ruth, you know, and we did a fabulous job with my mother. I mean, we made sure she had all her friends and relatives, you know, um, there yeah. with her all the time, and we brought her purses and dolls and was there for four years, eight years we took care of her. So we're showing everybody how it is to be a professional yeah. good guardian in Colorado. I do agree with you that a lot of these are women, but I've seen a lot of men that do the same thing. So, yeah, but they don't get the coverage, I, do they, Glenn? No, no. no. It's hard to get the coverage. To get any of these people in jail or anything, you have to get the news media. You have to get legislators yeah. involved. You have to get, yep. you know, it's, it's one thing after another because no one's going to pay attention to three, four, five, twenty, forty, fifty families unless you get the news media involved with you. And yeah. even then, exactly. the Colorado Bar ran from Channel 7 News, uh, Jennifer Kovalev. Really? And I wanted to say, I, well, 
while we're talking about the Colorado bar running from the news uh, reporters, <laughs> yeah. I want to say um, that uh, the uh, Representative Holtorf uh, came out after the meeting and spoke to some members of the public that were there. And, uh, and one of them brought up the, the issue of, well, the bar is, you know, the bar is this and the bar is that. And he said, the bar is, I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to say exactly what he said. I don't give a shit. Not the bar. Dan will, but I will. But he said, you know, I don't, I don't care what they say. I don't care um, because they shouldn't be there. People, and, and I want to just sort of back him up on that because here's the deal, see, what you actually have is a professional organization representing themselves going before the legislature saying, hey, our professional organization has a really good thing here, and we don't want you making any laws that make it difficult for us to do what amount to crimes if the average person does them, but when we do them, we're getting away with them because we've got yeah. some of the criminals wearing black robes saying everything's okay here. Uh, just keep moving. There's nothing to see here. you know. And if you talk about this, then you'll be fined, sanctioned, uh, um, perhaps locked up because you're speaking of these things. Maybe you'll get sued. Maybe someone will take away your home for defamation, for they'll have like a defamation Lisa suit case. like Lisa Martino had, and and uh, so we have our ways of keeping these people quiet. We have our ways of exploiting these people. We have our ways of taking what is theirs, and it's all legal. And we don't want you, oh legislature, we don't want you, oh representatives, to do anything to stop us. Well, of course you don't. If a, if a right. nice, big, happy criminal organization comes in and says, we don't want you passing laws that actually hold us responsible for our crimes, does that mean that you then bow down to them and say, oh, well, you're the specialist in this area of the of the of what we call law, so we should bow down to thee and do what thou dost command us. Well, that is what mm-hmm. it has been for years yeah. and years and years. But I think they've run into... Some members of the um, uh, representatives that are actually standing up to them and saying, you know what, we're not just going to lay down and let you roll over us. We're supposed to, we have a charge to look after the people and their interests. And when you are counter to those interests, we're not going to just lay down and say, Okay, go ahead because you're the you're the judges, you're the lawyers. We'll let you do what you want to do. There, I I think what we're we've reached a point of critical mass where we're about to see a shift, and we're already seeing it because we're not these these cases that we're discussing today are not the first, and they're certainly not going to be the last. And right. these criminals are beginning to face. Face us. <laughs> us. Face transparency, yeah, accountability. Now the news stations, the major news media, are covering these stories. So now there's has to be more transparency. They can't hide in the dark and do their dirty deeds. And they're, the judges, because they're in a state where everyone can see what they're doing, are, ha- are having to create some real accountability. So we're starting yeah. to see what we say on every show, 
If you can't face me, face us. Well, no, transparency <laughs> yeah. and accountability uh, are, are, are absolutely necessary for justice to be done. In order for there to be justice, there must be transparency. Justice requires transparency and accountability. Right, giving and, up is not an option. We always say that. That's right. And, and so we're beginning to see transparency and accountability in courtrooms, and that means that there's beginning to be uh, what I look at as the start of a sea change. I think, you know, yeah, I may be speaking kind of <laughs> optimistically, and gee, if, I have a, if I've ever learned anything in this particular area, this arena, it's that optimism is a fool's game. But nevertheless, I'm, I, I, I feel that my optimism is grounded in reality because of the trends that we're, we're outlining here and seeing that these things are real. There really is news media covering these things. There really is uh, other kinds of media doing stories and doing, you know, Netflix is doing movies about it. Yes. And, uh, and there are newspapers covering it. There are television stations covering it. We did not have that five years ago. No. And when right. we did find a, a reporter that had the courage to put together a story, the, the television station that, that she worked for, the lawyers at the television station said, we can't dare to run this because they'll sue our pants off and we'll lose, our, we'll lose everything. Right. So, that didn't we're, happen. so this is a change that is a rather dramatic change that we're beginning to see, and I believe we're about to see a lot of these particular type of criminals being held for the held responsible for their crimes, and and we're about to see the public whose eyes began to open when Brittany, their their favorite little darling, got into got into this situation. Now they're beginning to it, – it sort of opened a lot of eyes that were completely blind to the whole thing for many, right. many years, all the preceding years. So now there's a, a large group in the public that is paying attention to this. And so the media now has a story they can tell that people will write them back and say, thank you for telling this story. I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. We're glad you're reporting on this. So now they're getting some kudos, which are well-deserved. This is a great thing. And so I, I really feel that we're on the verge of real, real change. Right. Well, you I, know, when I first started in this, which June will start my 14th year. Um, 14th. I yeah uh, the the standard response you got from anyone I remember the first year doing the shows I would get just tons of emails well they must have done something wrong or they wouldn't have done this um, you don't know what you're talking about it must be an isolated incident and you're blowing it out of proportion I heard the same thing when a te- a, a, talking to politicians well I, I never heard of such a thing i'll look into it yeah sure you will it, it must be an isolated incident. no no it isn't i have several hundred cases backed up here just so far and well and you know well i'm i'm gonna check into this and see if there's anything to be done and then uh, i'll get back to you no you won't you're lying um but that has changed especially over the last two years and the britney spears uh, case is really what blew this out there that and the Netflix movie and of course yeah. Netflix in and of itself did nothing but put out a good movie 
about how this really right. works. It is the people in it uh, or subject to it that uh, are raising hell and bringing more notoriety to it. They're their own worst cases. And on a thing, too, of defamation, here a few years back, there was a man who ran a blog, and he was after this one politician. And he had, from public records, found where this guy had been charged with felonies. He'd uh, been all kinds of misdemeanors. He'd been jailed. He'd, I mean, it just went on this lengthy list. And so, but he's telling people, you know, that he's a stand-up, straight-up guy, and, oh, you don't vote for me. So this guy puts this all together on his blog and says, here is the public record of who this man really is. The guy turned around and sued him for defamation, and the judge said, well, yeah, it might all be true. That's not the point, but you put it all in one place for people to see, so you're guilty. And I I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, but this thing is, see, we're not just up against these guardians and the attorneys. It's these people calling themselves judges um, right. that right. they facilitate right. everything. They make sure everything runs like it's supposed to. I just got another message here about protected by HIPAA patient privacy. It isn't about patient privacy. HIPAA, read it. It's about protecting the medical industry from being sued for malpractice, misdiagnosis, neglect, abuse. It is to protect them. Your information, your medical file, is given to companies like Choice Point in Georgia here. And they bundle it and sell it as a commodity and bypass the law that way. So they can sell your medical information to anybody they want by redefining you as a commodity. And you have no protection. Anybody that wants your medical file can get it. And in these tribunals, when they talk about, you know, patient privacy, you know, the the guardian or the ward has to have privacy. What they're talking about is the guardian who has, has taken the identity of that victim. The person can no longer use their own name in a legal effort. They can no longer contract. They can't do anything. They have been essentially declared dead in the law. It is the guardian who now frauds and presents themselves as that person and conducts business that way, accesses their funds, blah, blah, blah. The person being protected is the guardian. And by the way, look it up in your law dictionary. The word ward means prisoner of the state. Gee, go figure. Go figure. Yeah. So it just – go ahead. Well, I'm I'm sitting here looking at – a reference chart from Bar Charts Incorporated, America's number one legal reference chart on torts. And this is the okay. kind of thing that uh, that attorneys would use to study for the bar. And uh, and one of the sections is on defamation. And uh, and it talks about the causes of action and the defenses. And these are the the defenses if you are ever accused of defamation. One, consent. Uh, it It is arguable that if a person has information that they have put out into the, uh, the, the public record or that they did not protest was in the public record at, at the earliest opportunity, then that constitutes consent. Um, consent, it's 
uh, now it says uh, consent number one limited in scope a example consent to use picture in advertising or product may include advertising of another product but may not include use of picture in a different manner such as endorsement of a controversial cult or candidate so there's the argument of consent did they consent to actually releasing this information under some circumstance um, there's the truth of the statement the truth of the statement should be one that you honestly believe in good faith mm -hmm. is true you can't just make things up about someone and say them so there it needs to be true if you're going to say something about someone and uh, the third category is privilege and there's uh, one conduct non-actionable due to furtherance of societal interest and I would argue that in the case of these predatory guardianships and these predatory uh, conservatorships that it is a matter of societal interest and the defense of the body politic of people that they ought to know who they're dealing with when you've got a criminal who's going to rob you under the pretense of taking care of you that's something that I think that that you know you it, it's um, it, it's in furtherance of societal interest therefore that conduct is non-actionable and that's what I would argue about what we're doing now there may be attorneys that do not like it one bit and that would like to say, oh, that's defamation of character. Oh, you're doing, you're doing wrong because you're telling this to the people. Right. But you see, we all have very good reason to believe that what we're talking about is truth. And we all have very good reason to believe that it is in the furtherance of societal interest that these things be known by the general public. And uh, so that's that's my little uh, uh, little little soapbox lecture on the torts <laughs> that I got off of the bar charts from the which we're uh, going to start doing on the radio show as well is give little lectures a little bit there every now and then. Yeah, we don't have that's that good. Fun, though, quite like you do, but <laughs> that's good <laughs> too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's um, I think that's a good idea. You know, this is actually a two-sided coin. On the one hand, why, if we didn't train for the law, do we have to be so concerned with it? And then on the other hand, I think it's a good ed education for people to start researching and looking up and finding out about this stuff firsthand. Knowledge is power. And yeah, well, there's so also qualified privilege, which is public reporting. And yeah. I think that's the public has a right to know the, pub, the courts are under the aegis of the uh, public sponsorship, just as yeah. the president is elected, the, um, the, the uh, Congress and our representatives are, are, are elected and appointed, They're, and the judiciary is considered the third branch of government um, of, by, and for the people. Of, by, and for the people. So if what we're doing is letting the public know, reporting on what's going on that affects you, the public, and what we're doing is letting the people know 
there are criminals out there doing crimes under under the banner of under color of law, but really right. there's yeah. nothing lawful about what they're doing. They're crimes. Right. And there's a yeah. like a, and I also want to talk about tonight about there's a thing in the uh, Sunday Denver Post how homeowners associations are putting huge liens on people's homes for having a trash can out or whatever they're doing. So in Colorado, wow. the um, Green Valley Ranch uh, Master Homeowners Association in Denver filed 54 closures in 2021, accounting for nearly half of all the HOA foreclosures in Denver last year. And get this. Some of these fines are like leaving a trash can out $2,000 and, and leaving you know, something done on your house is another 7000 Well, they want them to pay the attorney fees. So this lady says, we're expected to pay their lawyers to take away our homes from us. So this is, she says, like organized crime, and it's the same thing going on in the probate courts. They're taking these homes away and finding a way to do it. You know, so that's another well, thing people have to become aware of is be careful of that issue as well, you know. It's so bad out one there. One of the things things that I, has perplexed me for quite some time is, you know, many times when you contact these politicians, as a well, that's the judiciary, and because of separation of powers, we can't get into it. Well, if that's true, why do we have a Senate and a House committee on the judiciary? What are you doing? And, uh, you know, you can't have it both ways. Either you do have control over them or you don't. But why would you have a committee on the judiciary if it has no effect? Right. I, I don't if get you it. Really can't do anything because that's not your area. Well, then what are you doing with a committee? Yeah. Well, it's like that True. Senate committee on the aging. Um, mm-hmm. They meet maybe once a year. They're paid seventy-four thousand dollars each to sit in that chair. And they are a non-regulatory committee, meaning they can't do anything but sit and listen to you and snooze and pick their nose and then get up and walk away. And oh, we've had a anything. lot of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They fell asleep yep. on us at five in the morning one time. Remember that? Oh yeah. When we did the Catherine Falk bill. They kept us there all night long. We got there at ten thirty in the morning. They kept us there all day. They diddled around with other, they did some other legislation. 20 hours then they, we were there. Then they just diddled around wow. in a private room for a good three or four hours. And then they, and we, all this time we were waiting, 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 waiting. With elderly people. With people in their 90s uh, waiting to testify. Oh, my God. And yeah, till 5 in the morning, until everybody. Until 5 in the morning, Whoa. they finally decided to call that bill and allow our witnesses to testify and we had at least three of the, I believe at least three of the people were 90 the, years of old. the representatives sleeping, sleeping, while they're trying to hear what our testimony is. We've got people 90 years old that have been up since the previous morning all day. No food was provided. You know, there's some there's a teensy little uh, little uh, cafe with with uh, vending machines in the courthouse. So maybe they had a sandwich or something, but yeah. you know, it, and they called in pizza for the for the representatives, but there was nothing for the people. Oh, we and, walked out, and when that, we hmm. walked out at dawn, we yeah, watched the five in the coming morning. up as we walked out. And, and that was the Catholic bill, and that was for against isolation, and 
Catherine Falk actually made it home, I think, that night before we did, and she had to fly out of state. You know, and yes, came in for the isolation bill, and they voted against that bill zero to thirteen. It was just slam dunk against us. And of course, course ten attorneys that were against it with the bar. I mean, it was the bar association up against us, and they've been up against us in every single bill. So we know that behind all of the representatives and everybody back there. Oh, they push them hard. They push them very hard. They lobby them mercilessly. So to have a to to sit in the uh, legislature when they're considering something, and then have them thirteen to zero say, you know what, we are going to carry this forward. We're not going to kill this bill, even though (laughs) it was a kill committee. That was the intention of the bar. And mm-hmm. everybody there sort of knew that that's why they were there. It's called the kill but, committee. Can you believe once, that? But once they heard all of uh, us, our advocates, us, the people who had been damaged by these uh, guardians and, and the court tears, predators, the tears in their court, in that, there in that wasn't hearing. a dry eye in the house because yeah. wow. they realized these are real lives that are impacted in horrible ways by malicious acts by people who are going completely unpunished. And they wow. they knew they had the news watching. That see that's the difference. We had news cameras in the building. Mm-hmm. And so they knew that they were watching this time. Uh, now at the Catherine Falk bill, I don't guess they thought they would, you know, they didn't think they'd be caught. They didn't think that anybody would notice. That's why they waited until 5 a.m. so that everyone would go home. But we didn't so go home. Wow. We all stuck around and testified, and then they stomped us into the ground. But this time they just didn't, they no longer felt comfortable saying no. And so they said, maybe. We'll see what we can, right. you know, we'll carry it forward rather than killing it. We'll work on it. We'll see if we can get a, a bill that that we all can agree on. And, you know, they want the Bar Association to be on board with it. Of course they want the Bar Association to be on board with it. That's never going to happen They're not, they're as gonna long as there's anything in the bill that puts any kind of restrictions on on the the weasel words of the lawyers working their magic to steal the properties of the people. Uh, you know, now, you know, that's... Yeah. That they're not gonna they're not gonna support that. Which of course, you know, if if somebody wanted to make a law against have against saying what you really have to say on a on a radio show, well, there wouldn't be a radio show host that would say that's a good idea. So I sort of understand the position of the bar, but we need to stop treating them like some kind of damned royalty. Well, yeah, because we don't have royalty in this country other than the sovereign citizens of the United States, which we, the people, are. Exactly. Yes. There was another article that just came out in Florida, too, um, about another case that's going on with Lisa Martino, how supposedly she did slanderous or defamation, and the attorney bought the house for $100,000, and now that house is up for sale, and they kicked her out of her home. So it's it's just nonstop, Marty, and, and cause of what's going on across the nation. It's quite disturbing, 
And I think Hillary Hogue was um, talking to the news agency, and she says, I fear the word guardianship more than I fear the word cancer. And and that's because her yeah. dad was in guardianship, and that's really strong, powerful word. That is. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it just, I, I feel the same thing. You know? Well, I think if, one, if we don't do anything else, and there's an effort afoot that I am hooking up with about disbarring the bar, um, break up these unions and, of special mm-hmm. interests and get rid Monopoly. of them. And if yes, yeah. and we we have laws against monopolies, and they have monopolized the judiciary. Now, why hasn't the federal government moved yeah. to break up this bunch of vagabonds? Um, this is it, it, it's legalized theft. It's yeah. human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's exploitation. It's abuse. Yeah. It's neglect. And in ultimately uh, ends up in death, and yet it's legalized murder. Yes, legalized murder. That's yeah. That's the word people hesitate to use because it's such a potent word when you say right. that person was murdered. This is murder. Yeah, that's a very potent word, and it's well, also what is going on when you take absolutely. someone's life against their will. You know, this is yeah. euthanasia is the idea that someone wants to die and you allow them and assist them to do so in a way that is that they are comfortable with. But that is not what is going on in these situations because what no. these situations are is a guardian has control over the 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 legal personality of that yes. person. They are a right. ward a prisoner of the state, and all of their rights now belong to this person that owns the title on that property that they are. Right. right. I agree. That ward becomes their property, and that is exactly. decide. They will be fed this much at this time, They will, or they'll not be fed. They will be given this much water. Yeah. We don't want to give them too much because, oh, Lord knows, they might wet the bed and they have and have to be cleaned up after. So yeah. we're not going to give them but eight, uh, eight ounces of water every day. It's so sad. And, yeah. and, uh, and they will be given these drugs so that we can't hear them cry or complain right. because, right. you know, that's inconvenient for, the, for the, uh, the minimum wage workers that we have uh, kind of, them of warehousing them. Yeah. And, so, and, uh, uh, and then when the time comes that we can actually use that bed for someone that's going to pay more money, we'll go ahead and call the, the, the murderers in who yeah. will finish them yeah. off. And I use that term knowing that it's inflammatory, but you've got to understand, the, the reason I say it, it's because it's true. If you're an idiot. The reason yes. I say yeah. it is because if I were to do that to your mother and I didn't have pretty words to dress it up to say, oh, this is care, this is comfort care as, as they're dying. Well, there's those situations where there's a degree of truth, but then there are also these situations where you have a mass murderer who who loves their work because they get to come in and kill person yep. after person after person after person after person, and they sleep perfectly well at night because they're doing a service because they're yeah. getting rid of the the dead wood in society because yeah, so they're sad. getting rid of that, it, 
it's, it, it really is as horrific as it sounds. That's why yes. I use the horrific language, because it is horrific. Exactly. Yes. There's no reason yes. why we should have to pull our punches when what we're talking about is, is what we're talking about. People yes. are being murdered against their will, uh, which makes it murder. People are being stolen from their families against their will, which makes it kidnapping. People are having mm-hmm. their property stolen from them. They're being defrauded of it. Their identity is being stolen because they're because some man in a black dress bang, bangs a wooden yeah, hammer and says, this is, so shall it be. So now that property no longer belongs. Your property doesn't belong to you anymore. Your name doesn't belong to you anymore. You your body doesn't belong to you anymore. Your family doesn't yeah. belong to you anymore. Nothing belongs to you. You are my property. I now control you because the man in the black dress said so. Yes. And yep. I now can decide whether and when you eat and what, whether, when, and what you eat. And I can decide yeah, whether, when, and what you drink. I can decide what drugs you will take or be for or will be forced upon you. I can remove you from your home with armed men who will enforce that order whether you like it or not. I can refuse to tell your family and loved ones anything about what is going on. And and all of this is legal. And when the time comes, I'll see to it that you are summarily executed according to my orders because I have that power too. And you know what? While you're in our care, we're not going to let you talk on the phone. We're not going to let you have a newspaper. Maybe we'll let you have a TV. Maybe not. That's up to me. Yeah, it's so wrong. On so the many way you bodies. will be treated, like, everything is up to me. Yeah. This is human ownership. This is slavery. Yeah. This is human trafficking. This is robbery. Yeah. This is murder. This is what this is. Let's use the right words Robert, so that people are going to understand yep. what we really yep. face in this country yep. and begin to get the guts to stand up and say, we will not tolerate our loved ones being treated in this way. We will not tolerate it. You but go. you have to hear it for what it is in order to be able to develop the, the gumption, the gut, the, the determination to stand up to it. There because these people are criminals yeah. persecuting their crimes without anyone holding them accountable. Yeah, and the sad part, Marty, is that this, yeah. this Andrea lady, she was up there crying about how she has to take care of her family how she has to take care of her son, how she has all the stuff she has to do, and she oh can't do it God. in jail and all that stuff. Well, she didn't give oh, a rat butt about any of these other families. Nothing. Right. Exactly. She didn't give a the damn about her own either. The people she stole from were in just as dire straits, and she left yep. it in much more dire straits. Yeah. That's horrible. One of the things, I just got a message here about, um, it says, Marty, I've heard you several times say that Hospice murders people, and they do not, and that you're wrong for saying that. No, actually, they do. Under Obamacare, and this was put in by so-called Republicans, any Mm -hmm. doctor, any doctor, any doctor, anywhere can call for futility of care on anyone. And once that is done, all food and hydration is stopped immediately because they redefined food and water as medical treatment and not as a human necessity or right. So four days without water, your organs start shutting down. Very painful process. They come in and start with the kill shots, 
and they drug you and drug you and drug you. And the cue that you're about to go out is they'll come in and they do this right in front of the families. We've had many families say, I didn't realize what they were doing till it was done. They do it, did it right in front of us. They'll come in and roll them up on their left side, which seriously compromises the lungs, and they give them what's called the kill shot. And then it's 10 to 20 minutes and they're gone. This is murder. This is not even euthanasia in the sense of we did a kindness. This is murder. We got everything out of you. We could. We can't get any more. You got to go. And, you know, we need to continue this conversation. We got about a minute and a half left here. Um, We need to, there's more that needs to be talked to here. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. And congratulations on the coverage that you did. I want to remind everybody these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the original Whistleblowers Summit. We'll be there again this year, however it comes off, and you'll get to see my glorious old face. But anyway, thank you for coming on. This has been a bang up good show, and um, we. We need to do more of them, and I think if we pull everybody together as much as possible, there's always going to be people that cannot work in a group. Um, you know, uh, hollering, we need to do this only as long as you all are, you know, subjected to me. I'm not like that. Luann, you're not like that. Robin, neither are you, nor are you, cause we, we need to Thank form you. a front to yeah. to expose this even further and get a bigger voice, and I think we're getting pretty loud as it is. <laughs> I love it. But mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on, and thank you, everybody that tuned in. We were absolutely packed. I got one warning from Blog Talk. We were about to exceed our broadband. Oh, too bad. Wow. Anyway, yeah, so <laughs> this was a really, really hot show. Uh, feel free to share it. We will be back. Uh, what is this, Friday? Uh, not till Sunday night. <laughs> anyway. We'll talk to you all later. Thanks again, everyone. You guys have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Good night. Good night. Good night to you all.